0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. Every small business is unique, and Combank is committed to providing the support each needs to tackle challenges and opportunities in this year of uncertainty. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash connects. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday, the 23rd of October. In your Squiz today, a Cartier watch and the head of Australia Post. The Aged Care Royal Commission holds its final hearing. Getting your grand final on and a bit of country glam. This is your Squiz today. The CEO of Australia Post faced a Senate estimates hearing yesterday, Claire, which is when senators are able to grill government departments, agencies and organisations like Australia Post on what they do and how they spend their money. Since that hearing, Christine Holgate has stood aside from her role as CEO and an investigation has been launched by the ministers in charge of Australia Post. All this, Claire, over some watches.
1: Yes, some very expensive watches. There were $12,000 of Cardia watches purchased by the Office of the CEO to give to four executives as rewards for a big bit of work they had done on doing a deal with the three major banks to provide services through Australia Post offices. Uh, It was before that Senate Estimates Committee because Australia Post is a government-owned organisation. It's called a government business enterprise and it has to be accountable to the public. Parliament. Holgate, though, said she didn't believe that, which is why she thought she wasn't spending taxpayers' money in buying those watches because she said it was a business and a commercial enterprise. Prime Minister Scott
0: Morrison disagreed. He said, I was appalled, it's disgraceful and it's not on. As we said, there's now an investigation into Australia Post and this has started a whole conversation about Australia Post, such as who was on its board and how its senior executives are
1: remunerated. There's long been criticism of Australia Post and its executive remuneration, particularly given it is a government organisation, and that really did come to the fore yesterday. Uh, Also, talked about a lot in recent times has been about $60 million in bonuses that have been paid to about 2,500 executives at Australia Post during the last year, of course, with the government in deficit, uh, with all sorts of pressure on budgets. There's lots of people saying that they have long uh, spent too much money, but it's very much in focus now.
0: The investigation into Australia Post is set to be completed within four weeks and will then report back to the Cabinet. It's been a little over two years since the Royal Commission into Aged Care started, and today, Clare,
1: it will hold its final hearing. During that time, there have been more than 10,000 public submissions, uh, evidence from 641 witnesses who've often told very harrowing stories about their experiences in the aged care system. What happened yesterday was that the council who are assisting the commissioners gave their recommendations after hearing all of that evidence uh, about what should happen to the system. They've recommended broad sweeping reforms and really basically starting from scratch. They say that the rights of older people need to be protected. There needs to be mandatory staffing ratios. Workers should be registered. There should be an independent watchdog and so much more.
0: What happens now is that the commissioners will review the evidence and report to the government by the 26th of February next year. A look at where things are at in Melbourne, Clare, and health officials seem to be bracing for an outbreak of coronavirus in the city's northern suburbs. This comes after news earlier in the week that an 11-year-old boy had gone to school whilst unknowingly infected with COVID-19.
1: Yeah, he tested positive on Wednesday and what happened yesterday was that about 500 primary and secondary contacts have been asked to self-isolate for two weeks and to get tested. There's, of course, a lot of focus on this at the moment because no one wants to see an increase of cases of coronavirus in Melbourne. Premier Daniel Andrews yesterday said that he didn't believe that that outbreak would stop the lifting of some restrictions on Sunday.
0: We talked about it yesterday, Claire, a gentle reminder at midday, the third and final presidential debate is on. That aside, yesterday, the FBI addressed the media to talk about concerns that both Iran and Russia are interfering in the 2020 US election.
1: Yeah, what they said was that they believe Iran is behind some threatening emails that were sent to Democratic supporters. The emails look like they came from the far-right Proud Boys group who, of course, featured in that first debate, Uh, but what the National Intelligence Director, John Ratcliffe, said that it was really to intimidate voters and that anyone who received them should just disregard it. To close out US politics this morning, Trump has released footage of his
0: interview with 60 Minutes. Notable as it hasn't aired yet, it's due to air this Sunday on CBS. He says he has done so to show how the interviewer, Leslie Stahl,
1: showed bias, hatred and rudeness. He really wasn't happy with that interview. He walked out of it and he wants to put his own version. Uh, CBS, the media company that uh, airs 60 Minutes, was none too happy with it.
0: Yeah, they said they had an agreement with the White House that the footage would only be used for archival purposes. It's out there now, though. I will pop a link to the interview in your episode notes. A message from our podcast partner, ComBank. It's been a challenging year. We've all been saying it. That's especially true for many Aussie small businesses. Stay listening at the end of the podcast where we have a chat with one of those many business owners who have had to adapt in 2020. Melanie from the Kevlet Group based in Melbourne gave us a, a very candid look at how she's coped this year and what's helped her get through to this point. In the meantime, if you're an Aussie small business, there are more case studies and resources at combank.com dot au forward slash connects grand final weekend is upon us claire the afl is first up on saturday night
1: and, of course, it's a historic one. The first time it's being played outside of Melbourne, it's at the Brisbane Gabba. We've got the Richmond Tigers taking on the Geelong Cats with the Tigers, the favourites. They're looking at going
0: back-to-back. Geelong are searching for their first premiership since 2011. The NRL has its big day on Sunday, starting in the late afternoon with the women's, where the Broncos will play the Roosters. And then the blokes will hit the paddock. Penrith Panthers are taking on the Melbourne Storm. Also, the Women's Big Bash League starts this weekend. And Claire and that's important because our Squiz Kids audience this week had a chat with Melbourne star and Aussie cricketer Annabelle Sutherland. So for all those parents, aunties, uncles, grandparents, whatever you are out there, one to tune into with the, the little people in your life perhaps. The kids asked some really tough questions and she did very well. She did, she did very well. For something to eat whilst you watch all the sport, it looks like you'll be having edamame dip, Claire. We've done this one
1: before. Oh, look, it's just a favourite and I'm ashamed to say that I haven't done it this year, which is a thing because I just enjoy it so much. It's so easy and when you're looking to snack, it's reasonably healthy. It's on the healthy end of things. Okay.
0: A link to that is in your episode notes, along with a link to Dolly Parton going through her best glam country moments with Vogue. This one's entertaining, as everything with Dolly Parton
1: is. (laughs) It's so worth a look. Dolly is just, you know, something to behold on any occasion, Mm. but her actually talking about why she dressed the way she did through the years is really quite incredible. Um, I've taken a lyric from her song um, and the title, Here You Come Again. Uh, She says it's one of her favourite looks and if you get into that video, you can see why.
0: Yeah, it's a good one to dive into over the weekend. Also, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if you want to dive into some more US politics on the weekend, our Squeeze Shortcuts series on the US elections is out. We've started with the congressional races. We've released one on the presidential race. All of those uh, are available by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app. They're on our website. A link is also in your episode notes. That's all from us today. Have a great weekend. Thanks as always for tuning into the Squiz Today podcast and we'll chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Melanie and her husband own and operate the Kevlek Group in Melbourne. The Kevlec Group are primarily electricians who service residential and commercial properties. They also specialise in appliance repairs, antennas, and all things electrical. Melanie, thank you for joining us. No worries at all. You've run the business for over 10 years and now employ four specialist technicians and an apprentice. Talk us through what the implications of the COVID-19 pandemic have been for your business.
2: Well, as a small business, um, the early stages of the pandemic were, you know, a little bit of a gray area. Despite being an essential service provider, um, we had no choice. We had to reassess, redistribute work between all of our employees, our technicians, um, just to be able to keep them employed, to be honest.
0: We mentioned in the introduction that you're based in Melbourne, of course, so even more implications for you down there. There were logistical challenges for you, as you said, getting your tradies across new ways to work, being safe at work and also for your team.
2: And then there was the financial hit. Yeah, that was huge. So for us at the beginning, we were crazy busy. We've actually just hit a complete standstill, which is something that we've never experienced. So, you know, at this stage we're just looking forward to seeing the other side of this virus and and, you know, rebuilding our damaged economy. How did you wrap
0: your head around how to manage your finances, your business during this time? How have you how have you done that?
2: Well, when they made the announcement that evening, the first thing I thought of was, oh my gosh, our finances, our loans, our mortgages. You know, what are we going to be doing from here? Are the banks going to be cashing in or what are they going to be doing? Well, the very next morning, I, I still can't believe it till now, I got a phone call from my banker from the Combank, and the first thing she said to me was, Is Melanie, don't worry. Whether or not you need it or not, I've placed your loans on automatic deferral. Very reassuring for you. Yeah, just hearing those words from her just took a massive weight off my shoulders. I guess that
0: was probably back in March. It's now October. You must be pretty proud of how you've been able to adapt. And I suppose some of the changes you've made to the business will be lasting. You've certainly talked about
2: that in the past. Yeah. Yes, we have. So, I think uh, the most important thing for us, and look, a lot of our colleagues and family have been telling us for ages, uh, but, you know, we're really sort of regimented, but you know this pandemic has certainly showed us to move in with the modern times. You know, there's mm. no room for dinosaurs here. I think a lot of business people listening will be going, Yep, I've had to do the same thing, I had to get with it. <laughs> yeah, we have. And you know, like moving to a digitalized system, we've had to integrate our business with an accounting system, um, which actually connects with Combank's online banking system. So uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I wish I had done this earlier, yet, I don't want a lot of my family to hear this. But uh, but look, it gives me the opportunity to check in and see what's going on with our accounts on a daily.
0: Yeah, it'll stay with you, as you say, long after hopefully this pandemic is over. Melanie, we haven't mentioned the fact that you also have four kids. You're running a business. You've got a dog. You're under lockdown
2: restrictions still. First of all, how are you? Yeah, look, we, we uh, love the fact that the primary school kids have uh, gone to school, not going to lie, but, you know, um, it is what it is. Any advice for other small business owners
0: out there who, who, might, who might be finding it all a little bit overwhelming, as I know you, you certainly have this year?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest, um, you know, brick wall that a lot of small businesses like myself will face is um, what are the do's and don'ts? You know, it's still a very gray area. We still don't know whether or not we can go ahead. And, you know, it's it's pretty scary because the penalties are quite severe for those who do resume working when they're not supposed to. But I think the biggest piece of advice that I would love to recommend to other businesses is to actually trust in um, the qualified opinions around you. You know, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, some someone like your your accountant, somebody like your financial advisor, even your banker, The banker was paramount to me getting through this because, you know, they gave me the options with my finances. So, to to be able to be given options through a pandemic like this is what enables you to see that there is actually light at the end of the tunnel. Melanie, thank you so
0: much for joining us
2: today. Thanks so much, Kate, for having me. I appreciate
0: it. This interview is brought to you by ComBank. To hear more small business stories like Melanie's or check out a range of useful tips and tools, head to combank.com.au forward slash connects. A quick message now from our podcast partner.